Hey, this is Rabbi Zev Bennett. You're listening to the Daily Halacha, Kabbalah, and Machshava podcast series. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying this content, you can, as always, head over to yesodblocks.com, which is the parent site for this series where all of this content is expressed in an organized, integrated, uh, properly structured format. You can get all of these deep Torah concepts in their uh, original form organized so that way you can actually understand how they all fit together, how they all work, instead of just hearing it in this context. And this series, as you may know if you've already been listening to this for a while, uh, we essentially take different halachos in the Shulchan Aruch and walk you from the halacha itself, the practical expression of the underlying Torah principles, and then show you how to get to the deep Kabbalah roots, the Machshava roots, the underlying inner space aspect of halacha. So you can actually, if you are somebody who is very halachically oriented, you can actually get an idea of what it is you're trying to achieve or accomplish by living the halachic lifestyle as an expression of Hashem's self in the world. And if you're somebody who's already very spiritually oriented and you love Kabbalah and you're very interested in the deep underlying principles of spirituality and Torah, so then this is how you actually can live and express those things instead of just being a spiritual person on the inside. You can actually become what it is that you are on the inside, on the outside in every area of your life by actually manifesting it in the halachic framework that is the Torah's description of how to be in the world. In this particular episode, we are in Siman Nun Aleph, which is section 51, and we're up to Halacha Chet. We actually are skipping Halacha Zion, because Halacha Zion is actually a quote of a bunch of different psukim, a bunch of different verses that we say in the area of Psuke de Zimra, and that those psukim, each one of them has to be unpacked properly, uh, and the idea of saying psukim, all these verses that we recite, in the section of tefillah that is Psuke de Zimra, which is the stage two of the tefillah process as we try to climb up the Hishtal Shalut ladder, the, the stack of being that is the translation of consciousness into the physical world. We're trying to go from the physical world when we wake up and actually climb up that stack so we can actually be comfortable in any and every area of it. In other words, when you wake up, you're very much in your body space. You want to climb into the emotional space, into the into the mind space, into the perceptual space, and then ultimately to the top, which is the consciousness soul space. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do with this entire tefillah structure that the Sidur has that we say every day. Psukit is stage two, the world of emotional conviction. And during that stage, we read and recite a lot of these different verses, uh, uh, psukim from the Torah, from the Tanakh, and so the Halacha Zion, the seventh Halacha, is a quote of a number of different ones in terms of the, the, the way to say them, the importance of saying them, and there's just a lot of depth there because each of these verses really needs to be understood carefully in terms of what it actually means. That's because the reciting of these verses is designed to trigger a cascade of thoughts and ideas and associations inside of our minds. And so whenever we, we learn about the specific verses, we have to actually spend a lot of time delving into that. So there actually will be very soon a dedicated series about Sukkot Zimra and different parts of the Sidur. Uh, different series is going on at yesodblocks.com where we actually will be doing that level of unpacking. But we're actually going to do Halacha Chet instead, the eighth Halacha, because that is more of a talking about what to do in the Tzuket Zimra area. And here the halacha says, Ein omrim hazmirot. We should not, a person should not say the zmirot, these songs, uh, which is what Psuket Zimra is, is made up out of. Psuket Zimra literally means the verses of song. Uh, if we translate the word zimra as song, actually the concept of, of zemer has come also the word zomer to be to prune. In other words, whenever we prune a tree, whenever you, you're, you cut off branches of a tree or a plant in order to help it to grow back more strongly, to remove the dead parts and to allow it to basically uh, flourish. So that's how we, we prune plants in that way. So that's also what songs are. Songs are very selective. You have to figure out exactly which words to say, which words not to say, um, which tune, how to, do the, how to do melodies, how to do harmonies. So songs are essentially, they're like curated plants, curated uh, trees 
that are very carefully designed uh, and constructed in order to achieve the actual underlying connective meaning and dynamic that is attempting to be embodied in the songs. That's why a zemer uh, is from the language of zomer. It means it's a, it's curated. It's not just like an off-the-cuff uh, set of things that you just say and throw together. It's designed very specifically and very carefully. You have to, you have to prune a lot of things from it to make it to leave only the things that are the the specific special pieces that you want in the particular song. So that's, that's why these are called zmirot. So it says here, We don't recite these zmirot in a quick form. We don't rush through them. Ki'im benachat. You're supposed to say them slowly uh, and in a relaxed way, specifically. Nachat means like at rest. In other words, you shouldn't be rushing through them, but just say them in a relaxed way. Now, the underlying the underlying meaning of this, the reason for this, is that we want to make sure that we that we don't skip or or go through any of these verses without really uh, kind of thinking about them and, and, and absorbing what they're about. Now, this seems kind of obvious um, because everybody kind of knows it's one of these big issues in, in, in Shul and whenever we're, we're trying to do tefillah, whenever we're davening, uh, people tend to say these different things very quickly without even thinking about what they're saying. And the Mishnah Brewer here mentions that you're not supposed to skip any words. And so the, the this is this is obvious, but the issue here is that no matter how obvious it is, everybody still seems like we're doing it. Like we all seem like we spend a lot of time rushing through these things. So I want to stress a couple of points here, sort of how to, how to think about this and how to view this issue. Um, and so the the idea here is not just to try to say things slower, because he doesn't say, he doesn't say, don't say them quickly, say them slowly. He says, don't say them quickly, say them in a relaxed state. So what a relaxed state looks like, it's essentially this, this um, the, there's a, the, the way that our, our mind works is that we, oftentimes we have um, this need to try to bring the Bina space online in a very intensive way. We think of our Bina, our ability to think thoughts, our ability to, to calculate and, and, and extrapolate and compare and imply all of the, to, to, to deduce all these, these types of ways of thinking. We think of these as kind of like the pinnacle of what it is that we are. And oftentimes, because we are, we are used to living in our thought space, especially in the Western culture, so what we do is we just spend a lot of time overthinking things, and we have things that we think about. And I've gotten this question a thousand times, where somebody will say to me, you know, I'll be in the middle of tefillah, and then my mind will just start thinking about something else. And the 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 underlying assumption of the question is almost always the question essentially is asking, how do I take my mind away from the things that it's thinking about and bring it towards the actual things that I'm saying? And so there's a fundamental uh, misunderstanding here of how to think about tefillah and the words that we're saying in these verses is that the the assumption is, well, I'm supposed to have my mind be active like this and I'm supposed to be thinking about things, but I'm just thinking about the wrong things. And that's actually all part of this idea of what the Shulchan Aruch here calls merutza, where you're saying things in a very, you're kind of running. It's like there's a frenetic energy of like, got to say these things and I got to get through this, got to keep up, got to catch up, got to get there. And it's very much like this same attitude that we have with our jobs when we wake up, the way that we think about our day, with our, with our going, whether we're in school or running our families. There's a lot of like, have to get here, get there, go to this place, go to do that thing. And it's a lot of productivity productivity orientation, which of course there is utility to that. It's important to do these things. But the the issue, the underlying assumption here that that is that is missing, that is really not accurate, is that that's the tool that we should be using at all times, and it's the only tool that there is. Our mind, our, the world of our bina, is not the only tool that there is. What we're what we're really at, like what the Shulchan Aruch here is saying to do is to essentially let go of the bina a little bit 
and then try to let it like to it's a little bit of trying to grasp Shabbos like we have in our Shabbos series so which again is part of the series the Arab Shabbos episodes there's been this idea of like learning to let go of your of your mind's flow and of your your desire to immerse yourself in your particular listed activities and plans and actually let life be a little bit without you and to sort of develop this awareness on the perceptual level on the world of your das that you actually are not you're not really a a victim or a product of the needs of your life of the pressures of your life but you are actually the creator of them you are the what you you're you're beyond them and the the underlying assumption here the the big picture perspective the Torah map area here is that you are actually a neshama you are beyond space and time the neshama side of you that is the consciousness is actually outside of the flow of time and space and then it plugs into the flow of time and space in order to manifest in order to operate in order to be here through the tools of Bina, through the tools of, of Tifer, the tools of your emotional space, the tools of your practical life. And so when you recognize that, and when you actually allow yourself to access the timeless, spaceless side of yourself a little bit, so then it allows the Bina to stop getting so twisted up into knots over the things that you are directing it to be fixated upon. So this is all really part of Das Tovara. What Das Tovara does is it makes us get attached to particular uh, eventuality, particular particular habits, particular uh, um, uh, routines. And then what happens is we get deeply embedded in those routines and then they start to control us. They master us. And then we start to perceive them as our masters. We start to experience them as, well, I have to do this and I have to do that. And while it might be a good idea to do the things that you think you have to do, from a productivity place, from a lifestyle place, but there's a very big difference between being immersed in them in a das tovara, das tovara way, in a funnel type of way, where now you are you are habituated into doing them from a place of this is just what I always do, and doing them from a place of beyond, of being above space and time, of being a neshama that is now accessing these things, and you can access that all the time. In other words, you can actually try to touch this the this side of yourself that is the beyond space and time, the 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 root of yourself. And then you can approach all these activities from a place of choice. And that's really what we're talking about doing. We're talking about trying to access our innate power of Bechira. So that's and that, that's really what this is. The idea of, of choice, of Bechira, of being able to approach the things that you're doing from a place, not just of control, like, oh, I want to control this, I need to control everything, from a place of, I'm doing this willfully, mindfully, intentionally. So that is a, 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 an energy of the neshama that is often lost when we get too immersed in the in the um, routines and in the, the normative patterns of our lives. And this happens, amazingly enough, with tefillah, even though tefillah is essentially designed for us to align ourselves with that beyond space and time aspect of ourselves. So that's exactly what the Shulchan Aruch here is talking about. It's a reflection of this principle. And it says here, don't say these zmirot, um, don't rush them. Don't let your mind get stuck in Pesuket Zimra in this way of like, oh, I have to get through this. I got to keep up. Like this very intense focus on, on the, the routine of it. And it's unfortunate that very often we end up um, uh, allowing, like not just allowing, but uh, telling ourselves to go to, we have to go to Davin and Shul. And there's reasons for doing that that are very good. But uh, today, unfortunately, or very often, the perspective about tefillah and tefillah b'tziborg, doing tefillah in a group setting, is much more about the social pressure of, uh, I showed up, I don't want to be that guy who who doesn't come to shul, if you're a guy, and this is a very big thing in the in the male in the male Jewish world, male Jewish Torah world, is to get this idea that, well, I, I, I don't want to miss tefillah b'tzibor, I don't want to not go to shul, I want to make sure I'm there with everybody else, I don't want to be that guy who doesn't show up. 
But the, the issue with that is that then tefillah becomes part of the regular routine of the things that we have to do at a certain time, a certain place, and there is utility to that. Of course, it's good to schedule ourselves, and especially for, for in, in Torah, there's a very heavy emphasis on doing that, specifically for guys, um, because it's, a, it's, a, it's more of a, a structure that very often is necessary for guys spiritually, since the, the Torah model of the male is that it's much more, um, there's a lot more blockage spiritually in terms of resonance and emotional resonance and, and spiritual resonance, soul level resonance, there's a lot of blockages there. So in order to, to break through those, there's often a need for some kind of structure as opposed to the, the female model. There's a much thinner uh, casing and much thinner shells and much thinner blockages spiritually. So there's actually much less need for that kind of structured approach. So going to shul to every day to be with a group can be very helpful on that level. But if but if it just turns into this thing that you know you just go and you're not really get you're not really doing any of the deep work that we're discussing here, and you're just going to be there because everybody else is there and it's a peer pressure thing. Well, then it just in, in, instead of it achieving what it's supposed to achieve, which is that you can actually align yourself with the deep inner neshama side that you are, instead it ends up creating a situation where you are actually misaligning yourself and you're getting more immersed in a das tovara type of way and getting stuck in your thoughts and your habits, your emotional habits. Habits, and then instead, of, and that's instead of unlocking and accessing the deeper self that you're supposed to be accessing through these layers. And so this halacha in Pesukei Zimra of of not rushing and actually doing it benachat. Benachat means just to relax. It means not not to take it slow. Just relax. Like just be at rest. Like don't don't make yourself crazy. Like let it go a little bit. Like try to just say the words and like not be thinking about you know where you have to go next or anything else. Just just be like I'm gonna let my mind wander and chill and like and then let the words kind of like. Um, casually come into that same space and because you can't force your mind to think about things if you keep on shoving your mind in different directions so it, it will fight back that's how that, that, that that's and there's a deep reason for why that is it's the, the, re, the way that our thoughts actually work so the more that we fight them the stronger they become because when we fight our thoughts we're actually validating their, their existence we're saying ah you are worthy of being opposed um, and that's why I'm fighting you. And then the thought is actually strengthened because a part of us senses, oh, well, this thought is is worthy of being opposed. That means that must, that must mean the thought is significant. Thoughts actually, and if you want to actually learn to control your thoughts, so then uh, the biggest tool is to actually learn to to uh, disregard them, to render them insignificant, to sort of just let them be and say, okay, well, the thought train that we have inside of us, it goes different places, and that's fine. And the more you're able to do that, the more you're actually able to slowly learn how to guide the train of thought and let it kind of um, first wander a little bit so that way it's it's loosened and then you're not you're not actually giving more power to the thoughts that you don't want and instead you actually then just let it wander and then slowly you can start to gently nudge it in the right direction and that's exactly what we're talking about here reading these words benachat means that you basically let it go a little bit let your mind wander to wherever it's going a little bit and then just casually like try to bring in some of the words that you're saying in Sukkot Zimra, like for example the pasuk the pasuk mentioned in the previous uh, you open your hand and you satisfy the wants of all living creatures. That's the, the pasuk that we, that, that's quoted in the previous halacha. So when you say that, you don't have to try to like force yourself to think about what that means. You just let your mind be soft and let it go a little bit. And then you say those words and you say, okay, Hashem's hand. And like Hashem opens his hand. Wait, so Hashem's hand, like it doesn't literally have a hand. So um, I guess it's just like, and, like, I have to try to like imagine like this, this flow coming from, if a hand is kind of like the channel that a person uses to exert their power in the world, so Hashem kind of like 
has some kind of a, 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 a metaphorical hand almost, like a conceptual hand. And, then, and, and through that hand is like the flow of life force that comes into the world, which is what causes food and causes, causes animals to grow and causes the world to, to spin and causes all the forces of nature. And then, and then each of us has things that we want. We each have, each have ratzon. We each have things that we're interested in. And, so, and, 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 and this world that we live in, there's, there's all, this, all these different things around us that we're constantly trying to receive. And Hashem is flowing them towards us. And, you know, you can kind of like have those thoughts come in in a very relaxed state and that makes them really go into you more. And that's actually the whole point is that when you're in a relaxed state, you don't have to be like hypnotically relaxed, but you're in a, when you're in a relaxed state, when you're actually not letting the dust over out of your mind consume the way that you're thinking and the way that you're, you're saying these things, instead you can actually receive a lot more and actually listen to the words you're saying in a very relaxed way, and they flow into your mind, and that actually creates cascades of thoughts and creates all kinds of... the. That, that's what our mind is trying to do already. It's trying to wander from thought to thought to thought, just like, just like the Gemara does. It's just full of tangents and ideas and associations, and when you can let it, when you can accept it and let it do that and then start putting in things into it in a gentle way, then the thought associations and, 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 um, and extensions and ideas will all... Uh, be within the flow of that, and so that's how you, you know, if you, you're thinking thoughts you don't want to think, uh, and that don't fit with the tefillah that you're saying, then be gentle with them, and just, just accept those thoughts, say, okay, I don't want that, but I'm just going to think it anyway, I'm going to let those thoughts be there, and then slowly you can even connect them, sometimes, some, some people have asked me in the past, like, they're thinking about some issue they have at their job, let's say, so it's like, okay, well, some of these words, like, let's say, using the example of this verse, so it actually connects to that. It's like, well, it's like, I'm having a hard time with my job. Oh, I can't stop thinking about it. But then it's like, okay, let me just, like, accept that. I'm going to keep thinking about it. But then, like, to relax a little bit and then just be like, yeah, and, like, Hashem fills the world with all these things. And, you know, like, Hashem is beyond my job and, and Hashem is, is he's, he's flowing energy into the world all the time. And there are things that I want and things that I want to succeed in. And these things, in some way, are all sustained by Hashem. And that gives you more context how to think about those things. It just adds color to those thoughts without forcing it and then you can actually feel a little bit less stress and be like you know this struggle i'm having at my job well hashem is, is actually part of that he's a bigger picture of that and i don't need to get so um, locked into that that now i'm just trapped in it from a dust over a place and can't see anything else so that's a that's a very profound set of ideas there i think and it's really all embedded in the key language here that it says specifically marutza don't say this marutza Say it benachan and try to actually relax yourself to allow these things to flow in in this way, and then you can actually create those cascades of associated thoughts, and, and that's very, very much the that is the key to using Sukkotism properly. Hope that was clarifying and useful. Thanks again for listening. Check us out at yourselfblocks.com where you can subscribe and support what we're doing. And looking forward to having you join me for the next episode.